0: You are listening to The New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glenis Langley. Enjoy.
1: to the New Day of Hope broadcast. Really happy that you have joined us today and I know without a doubt that your heart is going to be blessed, your soul is going to be revived and you are going to be refreshed in the things of the Lord. So thank you so much for joining us. So right now it's this is a good time for you to call a neighbor call a friend and, and uh, let them know that the new day of hope broadcast is on the air and that they should tune in because they too will get a blessings from a blessing from the lord
0: today we have a great study for you and it's entitled Exceptional things you can do to have an exceptional life. Let me repeat that once more. Exceptional things you can do to have an exceptional life. You know, everyone wants to live an exceptional life. And this is possible. But you must give up the ordinary for the extraordinary. We have one life to live and we must strive to make it exceptional. So let's define the word exceptional. It means outstanding, uncommon, remarkable, or unique, or unusual. So this is the kind of life I'm talking about. Outstanding, uncommon. So these are things that you and I should try to achieve in our walk with God because we are a chosen people, and therefore, we are not of this world. We are just passing through. So we ought to be exceptional in our day-to-day life. In order to achieve this exceptional life, we must first of all be focused.
1: Amen. And that is so true. So my wife was just, just uh, defining the word exceptional. And in that she said that we are a chosen people. So said the scriptures, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation and we we are so grateful to the Lord because of that. So she said that the first thing we have to do is to be focused. And I like that because that's seemingly is the problem with our world today. People are not not focusing on the right thing. And because of that, we get ourselves in problems. We get ourselves straying away from reality because we are not focusing. Focus is a central point as of attraction or a a central point of attention or a central point of, of activity, a state or condition permitting clear perception, understanding. This Distraction is the adversary of focus. So it is very easy for us to be distracted. There are there, there are so much around us today. I mean, everywhere you turn, there are distractions. I mean, even when even when you are in church, you see distractions. So distractions are everywhere around us. But that's why we it behoves us to, to remain focused on the things that are true. And the things that appear and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later We are constantly tempted to pull away from a consistent focus on Christ we so often we we, we are tempted to drift away to to pull away from from that consistent uh, focus on Christ and as a result we often find ourselves being tossed to and fro by the concerns of this life keeping focus on Christ means that we are, purposefully fading out everything that pulls us away from connecting with him. I, I like that because, as I said earlier, there's so much to pull us away from Christ, so much to distract us. But if we keep focus on him, it means that we are purposefully fading out everything that will pull us away from connecting with him. It is a disciplined lifestyle of, of choosing to see every blessing and struggle through the lens of Christ. How can we stay focused in a world of busyness? How can we stay focused on Christ in a world that is so corrupt? And so on true to the things of God. Oh my friends, we can stay, we can stay focused on him because the Bible tells us that we must look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So so if we stay, if we keep our eyes focused on him, if we look steadfastly unto him, he will help us. God is able and to help us to stay focused on him at all times.
0: And you must also focus on God. You know, Psalm Study Four, verse 5 says, Those who look to Him are radiant, which means they're shining, they are glowing, there's something bright about them. You say their faces are never covered with shame. When you look to Christ, you say you're glowing. You say, Have you ever been in the company of someone who makes time with God a priority? A person who spends time with God, there's a radiance in their attitude, in their prayers, and their overall outlook on life when someone spend time with God they have a special glow on them and it says that the investment of focusing intently on God instead of their circumstances magnify his glory on their life so when they spend time with God instead of thinking about you know what's going on around them the trial the trouble the testing then they have this special glow about them and they seek after Lord first in your day with a precision like focus on his presence so which means the first thing you must do during the day is to focus on god is to spend time in his Presence.
1: Amen. So remember what the scripture says: Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So we we just talked about about focusing on God. So we must seek first the kingdom of God. That must be first and foremost in our in our lives. Because if we the Bible says if we do that, it says all things shall be added unto us. That exceptional uh, things we can do to live that kind of life will come to us the way that God designed it so let's look at how to focus on eternal life and that my friends is very important the bible says in second peter 313 uh, forward for a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. We are looking forward for that new heaven and that new earth where righteousness dwells because in the presence of the Lord is that there a fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. It's so easy to get caught up into the, into the cares of this world. My Oh yes man, I can tell you man. it is very, very easy for us to get caught up into the cares of this world and then we neglect the hope we have in the next world. We neglect the hope that we have in the next life. Oh, yes, we have another life. Yeah, even though we die and they put us in in a box and put us under the ground, that's not the end of our lives. There is another life to come. The Bible says it's absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now listen carefully because there, there's nothing wrong with being involved and engaged in politics. There's nothing wrong with being involved and engaged in work-related issues. There's not, absolutely nothing wrong in being involved and engaged in family demands or community uh, concerns. No, my friends, we ought to be involved in these things. We ought to be involved in politics and in work-related issues and family demands or community concerns. Our problem, though, our problems arise when we let them take so much ground in our lives and we forget this place isn't our home. This world is not my home. It's not your home. We are just, those of us who are saved, we are just passing through. So we cannot let all these things take first place in our lives and forget about the life to come. So we must pray that God will renew uh, an, an expectancy of eternal life that will release the presence of worldly concern. We have to ask God to help us as we go through life that we will realize that, hey, there is something better about tomorrow in our lives.
0: we must also focus on things above. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You know, some days can feel like a struggle. We get weary in the battles. We get stuck in tough places or we feel pressure in times of trouble. And though it's true, we can face, we can never fully escape all the mess this world may bring our way. Because we live in a fallen world. But we can choose to rise above all these things. And right in the midst of whatever we face, we can remain steadfast, strong, and faithful. Not because we are strong in ourselves, but because He is strong. And as believers, God's Spirit lives powerfully within us. So that's why we ought to set our minds on things above.
1: And that is so true. God's Spirit lives uh, powerfully in us, my friends. If you have the Spirit of God in you, you know that's a powerful thing. And you know when you have the Spirit of God, you are a child of God. He will lead you in the way that leads to God. Let us now focus on the right path. That is very important for all of us to know that we ought to focus on the right path. Because, my friends, every day, every day of our lives, there are, there are different paths for us to take. Oh, yes, man. That's why every day, every morning you wake up, seek God's face, ask God to lead you in the path of righteousness. That's why David says that God will lead him in the path of righteousness. So every day there are different paths for us to take. We choose daily the paths, of righteousness or unrighteousness. I rather chose the path of righteousness because that's the way of God. I rather chose the path of righteousness because that's, that's the way I'm going to help somebody who is struggling in this life. I choose the path of righteousness because that's the way my own life will increase. But because the path of unrighteousness can be can be very dangerous, even for those of us who are, especially for those of us Who are saved and know Jesus Christ as our Savior? Sometimes the right path is is filled with uncertainty. It doesn't mean because it's the right path everything is going to go well. Because God has never promised that the skies would would be always blue. No man, my no man. Because because even in the in the times of that we are walking in the right path, there are still dangers ahead. There are there are uncertainties ahead but thank God because we know that God cares for us and so he will always lead us in the paths that we ought to go yet if we trust in the Lord he will surely lead us to the right way it's our responsibility to choose the right thing even if it bring uh, pain uh, into our lives but it is it is our duty it is our responsibility to choose the right thing In this life, my friends, a life and death are in the power of the tongue. But God says, hey, go ahead and choose life because that's the right thing to do.
0: You must also focus on his decree, which means focus on his word. Psalms 119 verse 112 says, my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. That's powerful. My heart is set on keeping your word. To the very end. And we need to have God's word. Hidden in our heart. Especially during this time. Because we can see the things. That are happening around us. And we need to know. And need to study the word of God. At all times. So it's a careful. And deliberate study. Of God's word. Will always realign. Or focus with his will. So we must be deliberate in our study. And our focus must be realigned to his word. And the scripture can also direct our attention toward the spiritual gaps that's in our life. Because many times our busyness hardens our hearts to the realities of our shortcomings and sinful ways. But when we are focused on his word, his word will realign us back where we have fallen short. So, However, by allowing the penetration of God's world, our vision is softened and we see more clearly the way of the Lord. He said we must study the Bible with greater diligence than any other activity of your day. So we ought to study God's word. You know, second Timothy says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you study the word of God, you will know what the word says, and you will know what to do in times of difficulties and the word will lead us in the right path because when they say to in all ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path so you have to study the word of god for that to take place
1: and that is so true so my wife was just talking about spiritual gaps in our in our lives
0: and and all
1: of us have that all of us have spiritual gaps in our in our lives, because every day is not a sunshine day. Uh, sometimes we are up, sometimes we are down, and there are times when we are even level to the ground. But the scripture can, as she was saying, can direct our attention towards the spiritual gap, and that's because the word of God is a lamp unto our feet, and it is a light unto our path. And the Bible says, where we fall shall a, shall a man or a woman or anybody cleanse his ways. He says, it's by taking heed thereto according to the word of the Lord. Delight yourself in the law of the Lord, my friends. Take pleasure in, in God's word. Read that word. Ponder on that word. Meditate on that word. Because the Bible says that we should meditate on that word when? Day and night day and night that's how important it is not just on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock on service time. no, but we should meditate on that word day and night. We should ponder on it, study it, feast upon it, hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against God. So we just talk about focusing on his decree, on his decrees, focusing on his words. So let's talk about now how we should fo- we are to focus our thoughts on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Even when the storms of life are raging, my friends, it behoves us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and our high priest, according to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. Our minds are constantly uh, bombarded with thoughts about ourselves. Oh I know, I know some people. all they can think of is about themselves. Everything is about them and if it's not about them, then it can't be about anything else. We got to fix our thoughts. Uh, our, our minds, in fact, are bombarded with with the thoughts about work, about family, about friends, and and more so about finances and and much more. Especially about finances. And in the future, we we will we will um talk about about your finances and how we'll show you how you can really. How you, know, you can really build that exceptional life with your finances also. So even when we determine to pray, and even when we determine to study the scriptures, our minds can can float away to other places, uh, rendering our time with God as fruitless. That happens to the best of us. You kneel down to pray, or you sit down to pray, or, wh- or whichever position you want to be in. And all of a sudden, man, all of a sudden your minds are... A uh, hundred miles away from what you are talking about. That's the work of the devil. He tries to take that moment away from us with God and change that. So so our thoughts are to be fixed on, on Jesus. It is when the, we, we discipline our minds to focus on Jesus and what he has done in order that we may have eternal life, we are changed, my friends. That's when we are changed. Is as we discipline our minds and as we focus on him and uh, what he has done for us. I mean, God has done so much for us and it is no secret what God can do because what God has done for others, God is doing it for us even today. So we must pay attention to to when your thoughts wander and ask the Lord to help you discipline your mind. Let this mind be in you, the Bible says, which was also in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
0: Be focused on grace. In the first Peter 1.13 says, Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. I also like what the Amplified Version said. It says, So prepare your mind for action. Be completely sober in spirit. Steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. So you got to set your mind on God's grace because we are saved by grace. Not good works, but by grace. Sometimes we get caught up in doing religious activities such as serving at church, fasting for a specific time, spending rich moments in prayer, or even Bible study. And we can be tempted to forget about grace. We may feel a little proud of ourselves for being so faithful to God without focusing on how much his grace for us did it. It is God's unmerited favor on our lives that gives us the ability to do works of righteousness. It's not within ourselves, but through his grace. We didn't deserve it, but thank God he gave us grace. And so at this moment, take a little time to reflect on his grace on your life and give thanks to God for it. Thank God for His grace. Because we didn't get what we deserve. We got what we didn't deserve.
1: Amen. So you remember earlier in the lesson that, that we were talking about uh, focusing our thoughts on Jesus. Now I want to uh, challenge us now to focus our eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When the storms of life are raging. When when all hell is really breaking loose. We must keep our eyes on Jesus. Because he is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. That's what that's what Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So as believers, we are running on the track of life towards our Savior. Ah yes, he is at the finishing line with a great group of witnesses, on the sideline. Cheering us forward. Saying keep going. Keep going man. We cannot we cannot quit. Because a winner never quits. And a quitter never wins. But we as believers. We are going to keep running. We have to run. And, we are, and as we run. We have to stay focused. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Even though the storms of life are raging. Even though the battle is hot. We've got to stay focused. Keeping our eyes only on Christ. And on Christ." Only my friends, we cannot look at our circumstances and all the problems we have, and all the troubles we have, and all the trials we have. We cannot, we cannot forget about that and worry about what Mary Jane and Betty Lou say about us. That we, we have no time for that. We know where we are going. We know what we are up to. We know what we are doing, and so we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Those who run in, in races recognize the value of focusing on crossing that finish line. Those who are distracted by the crowds, those who are distracted by the weather or other runners tend to lose their speed, uh, costing them the race, my friends. So let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in spite of the storms, in spite of the trials that want to consume our attention. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus. So the, the point, really, that we want to leave with you today is very simple. Watch this. It is to focus, focus, and focus. What we That's what we have to do, is to focus, my friends, on Jesus.
0: We also want to look at Peter, you know, Peter wanted to walk on the water and he asked Jesus, Jesus said, come. But then Peter took his eyes off and began looking at the circumstances around him. And the Bible says that Peter began to sing because he lost his focus. So like my husband said, you got to focus. You got to stay focused. It's like a horse, you know. He have blindfold on his on his eyes, so he can't look to the left or to the right. He has to stay focused. He has to look ahead of him. So you and I need to be focused on Christ. We need to fix our eyes on Him. We need to focus on His grace and focus focus, focus. So
1: we must be willing to lay aside our fears, my friends. We must be willing to lay aside our worries or anything that seeks to drain us of hope in Christ. He knows what we need and when we must absolutely have it. Our focus should and always remain grounded in faith that God is Is in control, my friends. God is in control, and when God is in control, I need not worry, I need not fear because I know my God is in control.
0: And we must keep our eyes on Jesus who leads us and makes our faith complete. He endured the shame of being nailed to a cross because He knew that later on He would be glad. He did. So, my friend, we got to stay focused. Everything around us is filled with distraction. But but we must be focused on Jesus Christ only.
1: Amen. And, you know, my friends, we we never bring a program to a close without giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life. Uh, If you're from sin student and you are longing to be free, I came to tell you that Jesus Christ He's able to save unto the uttermost them that come to God by him. He's in the saving business and he can save you. Come, every soul, the songwriter says, by sin oppressed. And Jesus will give you rest. So you can come today and he will give you rest. Let us pray. Eternal God and our Father, we thank you for your words today. That reminds us that we must keep our eyes steadfast upon you. We must look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Speak to the hearts of those who heard your words today. Bring us closer to you. And those who do not know you as Lord and Savior, that they will turn and give their lives over to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.
0: And if this program has motivated you in one way or another, we would love to hear from you. And our email address is newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com That's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com
1: So my friends, thank you so much for joining us today And that 30 minutes was not a robbery I know God will bless you So until then, let your heart go on singing
0: Until then And
1: with joy you must carry on
0: Bye now Oh, we
1: love you and may God bless you and keep you